welcome to another episode of Untapped Gold Mines. My name is CJ Depardine, and as always, I'm very excited to be here with you, to have you listen in, and to share with you some of the amazing things that I have come across in my career that have shaped the way that I think, feel, and develop others, uh, specifically leaders and teams and their organizations. So today I want to talk about a few key pillars to the scaffold that I believe will help transform any individual or leader that isn't thinking about how they contribute to the system at large in their organization, what the system at large in their organization looks like and feels like and why, why the system at large is a little bit more complex than a linear line of we do this, this, and this, and we're hitting these targets and why that complexity needs a different approach overall from all leadership and its team members across the entire org. So let's first talk about systems thinking. So when I think about systems thinking, I naturally go to this general model of systems thinking, and you can see it online if you look up systems thinking and specifically a systems thinking iceberg, and I will share links to the images that I have found very useful in this. Um, but the systems thinking iceberg model that we see shows us that at the bottom of the iceberg, well below the surface, there are mental models. And that is really derived from how an individual has come to think the way that they think. So I have mental models around systems thinking and complexity thinking that are very different from somebody else's mental models around agile or around situational leadership or around seagull management or around micromanagement or order and structure. So we all have different mental models and they come from different places. So I just gave you an example of leadership mental models, but we also have cultural mental models and we have um, many different ways to think and function that are based off of our entire ladder of inference. And if you don't know what the ladder of inference is, I encourage you to look that up as well. The links will be below my podcast in the description wherever you can find my podcast. Peter Senge is the one that I learned about the ladder of inference from and it was quite eye-opening because it showcases the fact that even though we may learn exactly the same thing at exactly the same time, our beliefs and values and assumptions and the meaning making we make out of what we're learning will result in a different outcome for each person, which is why things are far more complex than we might be willing to consider on a day-to-day basis in our organizations. So let's start there. We all have different mental models and they all come from different places and our interpretation of those mental models is different as well. I'll never forget, uh, I joined a new team at an organization and we were in a stakeholder meeting. There were 11 of us around the table with the intent to speak about a specific thing. And as we all shared our viewpoints, because we were each individually asked for our viewpoints, it became crystal clear to me that we were using the same words, but meaning different things. 
my mind was completely blown at that time because what resulted in that was a misinterpretation of what we were trying to accomplish in the first place because we really weren't speaking from the same lens. None of us were. And this explained why a lot of team meetings with this team were somewhat discombobulated and they didn't make sense and we were challenged. And all that means is that we had diversity of thought, but at the time I really had no idea (laughs) that it was that diverse and that it came down to our own individual understanding of each of the terms that we were using. So this is just a simple example of a mental model. And if you can untap the mental models within your teams and really understand when you say this, what do you mean? And everybody has that same knowledge and insight about each other. I think it would be hugely beneficial for your organization because once you know the definition and the model that people are framing what they're saying around, then you can have healthy evolution beyond that mental model. So again, at the bottom of this systems thinking iceberg is the mental model. Above it is the system structure. So the system structure is what is the organization put in place in order for us to evolve and progress and do our day to day and have a healthy feedback loop around all of that. So it is the systems imposed structure. And that can be everything from this is our vision and strategy to these are our goals and the initiatives we're going to go after this year. And this is how our org chart looks. This is how our hierarchy is. We are flat or we are traditional, whatever the structure is. This is what the system structure layer is about. On top of the system structure, we have patterns of behavior. So patterns of behavior come from many different places. They can come from our own ladder of inference, from each individual that is playing a role within the system. It can also come from our reaction to new events that happen in the system or around the system or to the system. And it can shape new behaviors that are newly formed for individuals or evolving because this new event is taking place in a different way than what we're accustomed to. So we have to change the way we respond. And there's also a very common pattern of behavior that happens because this is the way we've always done it. And this is a dangerous place to be because when you hear people saying this is the way we've always done it, it means that somewhere something has stifled evolution, innovation, creativity around that thing that is being done. That's just another example of patterns of behavior. And if you look at organizational behavior and organizational development, classic textbooks, as well as new human-centered design, human systems design, theory, you'll see that there's many different types of and derivatives of patterns of behavior. So the ontological references that we have are far and wide. Then we have events and events happen all around us. An event can be anything from an email that was sent to somebody that triggers a response that 
is an event and it could be a positive response, it could be a negative response. And the individual receiving that in email, again, goes down to their own ladder of inference. So how are they receiving that email? What does it mean to them? What meaning or, and assumptions are they making now? And how are they gonna respond? all the way to there is a change happening in the organization. This is a huge event and now we have a new way going forward to there is an event that happened outside of the organization that dramatically impacts the organization. So a systems thinker thinks about all of these things whenever they're showing up to work every day. Where I want to encourage you to make a shift is really by thinking about whether or not you truly have one system structure or one system living within your organization today. Chances are you do not. So each of these systems that you have, and again, they could be your values systems, they could be your cultural systems, they could be your working systems, they could be your technical technology systems. There's so many different systems at play in an organization that we should not look at our system as a single system. It's more like an ecosystem. And I would like to read a quote from Dave Snowden to give you a bridge to cross now in your thinking so that you come along on the journey with me and I can introduce you next to complexity thinking or complexity theory. Dave Snowden offered some criticism around systems thinking and his, in his quote he said the strength of systems thinking is its recognition that human systems are messy. They frequently need focus and alignment but its weakness is that it assumes that the design of that focus and the alignment is a top-down objective-based process. The ambiguity of human systems is recognized, but the basic concept of central control or planning remains at the heart. So in other words, we do recognize that systems are messy, but we try to order everything within the system to remove or reduce what is messy about the system. Whereas complexity theory says, let's make sense of the system in the now because it's a constantly evolving organism. And let's use different tools that are related to or relevant to moving us forward from where we are now to where we wanna be. And where we wanna be is emergent. It's not something that we can truly design. It does take an incredible shift in thinking to get there. Like I said, Dave Snowden and Cognitive Edge uh, created this Kinevin framework, and it is essentially a sense-making framework to allow for a different perspective on the systems we're in and what is happening within the systems. So in the Kinevin framework, there are four core domains and three main systems. So there's an ordered system, a complex system, and a chaotic system. To the right of the image, top and bottom, there are two different ordered domains. One is clear. You may have seen it or will see it online as simple or obvious. It is now being debated that it will move into clear. And this is generally, these are the known knowns. These are the things we all know about 
the day-to-day. On the top of the right-hand side is complicated. So these are some of the known unknowns. So there are expertise, but not everybody knows about this thing uh, or how to do this thing or how to finalize a decision around this thing. To the left of this Kinevin framework are two additional domains. The top left is complex. So this is the unknown unknowns. There are too many potential ways to approach this thing and therefore we don't really have any definitive answers. And this is why when we get into a table with a bunch of stakeholders and we start hearing that everybody at the table has a different way of looking at things, we're in a space of complexity. We don't know what we don't know yet because we're learning as we go that there are things that we have to consider that we hadn't considered before. And there might be things that we should consider that we don't even have the capacity to consider today. But we've got to put some effort forward if we want to do something within this system. And then the bottom left is chaotic. And this is just pure unknowables. These are things that nobody can predict. It's nonlinear and there's just no real answer at all. Not even a hypothesis as to what is going on. Now, when you are a very strategic thinker and you truly understand the system, you can take a shallow dive into chaos for the intent to create a little bit of a shakeup move things back into the system, but also move the system forward. But you've got to be very, very careful along the way as you put your effort forward there, because we don't want to create chaos for the sake of creating chaos. We want to create chaos for the sake of shaking up the system and creating change and innovation. But we also have to pair that with change management techniques and proper distributed leadership and proper team sciences. Beyond this systems thinking and this complexity theory, complexity thinking, there's a new model coming out that will help bring all of these things together, including complexity thinking, distributed leadership and team sciences, and help organizations move through the different systems and the complexity that's attached to all those systems. Because again, we're not looking at just one system within our greater system. We are looking at multiple systems. There's a fantastic book, again, by Peter Senge called The Fifth Discipline. I'm also going to link to that within the podcast description. I encourage you to look that book up and get a copy because... It is an introduction, if you haven't had one, to how to think about the system. It is also an introduction, whether intended or not, to think about the complex environment that every business, business unit, organization is working within so that it looks outside of an organization as well to things that are happening in the marketplace, things that are happening in the economy, and so on, to help the reader really understand that we are this tiny microorganism inside this giant organism every single day. So it's like us versus the universe. There is a whole universe outside of us, but we are operating within it. And everything that we do impacts it in some way, shape, or form. 
And if we can broaden our minds to think from this lens, and we can move through and get to a place of flow where we understand that we are in it and of it and that we are impacting it every single day and that every person that interacts within our ecosystem is also impacting it every single day, then we can take control of the state we're in as opposed to the system itself. We have awareness of the system, but we want to have control over the state that we're in within the system and ecosystem, I should say. Yes, this is random ramblings on my part, but I hope that I've given you some things to think about. And I certainly hope that the resources that I share in the links will be useful to you. And I encourage you to connect with me on LinkedIn. If you have any questions at all or want to chat further, please feel free. Uh, I am slowly starting to find that my inbox in LinkedIn is getting a little bit heavier than I can respond to in the kind of timely fashion that I want to. But I promise you that I will get to your message when I can. And if I see a common theme showing up on a regular basis, as always, I will absolutely... I will absolutely make sure that I grow another podcast together so that I can answer those questions in bulk because they're common and they matter. And again, I'll do my best to interpret what I believe you mean when you ask certain questions or you put certain ideas forward. But please correct me along the way if I'm off. I am a lifelong learner. So the things that I share in my podcast are going to be my views and my views only. I will reference people and pray that I'm not butchering what they've put their many years of knowledge and expertise into. And I hope to bring them on the show so that they can set the record straight if I've ever done anything to confuse matters and or shift something slightly off balance. Again, I thank you for your time. I appreciate your ears and I hope this was useful to you. Have a wonderful rest of your day.